do you want to be prepared for anything that could happen in day-to-day -day life or when disaster strikes from the office to the outdoors then please go to squatchsurvivalgear.com and check out the packs that they have to offer they're made in america and i mean every single piece of fabric hardware buckle and frame all the labor too is right here in america so when you buy from squatch survival gear you're supporting multiple small businesses right here at home i've become good friends with chris um, he, he's a military vet so all of these packs are made to mill spec all right so they're all military standard packs they're good for everything these things are virtually bomb proof i promise you i own two of them i have the rock ape and the mothman pack they cannot be beaten i've i've had gear all my life i had gear in the military i have gear when i go hunting i have gear for camping the squat survival gear changes the game all right i i take one to work every day i take the mothman pack with me to work just use it as a regular backpack but it's so functional it's it's just unbelievable quality all right so please go to squatsurvivalgear.com now to save 15 percent site-wide i encourage you to use promo code 23 bump that's 23 b-u-m-p to save 15 percent site-wide Hosea 4.6 says, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. So now that we have this knowledge, we have to remember to walk in 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. This thing, let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face -face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. Today, I want to welcome Susie to the show. I'm doing things a little different. I usually preload these intros, but today we're just going to go straight into it. Uh, Susie, thank you very much for coming on the show. I got your email. I tried about eight different ways to get a hold of you, and we made it work through the Grace of Blurry Creatures uh, yeah. members chat. <laughs> I'm really happy but, uh, to be here. Thanks. For yes, I'm, I'm happy to have you. Uh, you had started off in the email talking about an experience that you had had um, in your late teenage years, like 19, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. um, you want to just start there and get into that experience and then we'll just carry on through to today. Sure. Sure. So um, 
I had gone up north. I live in Michigan and I had gone up to uh, Saginaw. I'm from Southeastern Metro Detroit area. And my ex and I, my ex-boyfriend and I had um, driven up to the Indian reservation about an hour and a half, two hours north in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And we would go there and gamble. This was before gambling was legal in the state of Michigan. So you'd go to an Indian reservation and, and do it. Well, I wasn't really big into it. You know, it was kind of his thing. We go up there um, and a woman had stolen the roll of quarters from me that night. And um, I saw her do it. Like I, they fell out of my hand, literally seconds. And I went to pick them up. She snagged them and just walked away. And I thought, well, that's bold. But, you know, I'm a 19 year old kid. I'm not used to being in a casino. I just so I went up to my uh, ex and I said, listen, this lady stole some quarters from me. And he said, oh, okay, I'll be right back. And he walked over to her at the slot machine, whispered in her ear and walked back over me and handed me the money. And I just kind of looked at him and I said, well, what was that? He said, I put a curse on her. Oh, no. Yeah, um, he had a lot of issues in life and would mention often about putting curses on people. And I always took it in jest, but uh, had enough experiences with him, including the one I'm about to share that made me think that maybe he actually did know how to curse people. Maybe there was something to that, but hmm. so long night of gambling. We go back, we get a motel room. This was long before salvation. So, uh, we get a motel room, we go to sleep. I couldn't tell you how many hours passed, but I do remember one thing before I fell asleep, my arm was hanging over the side of the bed, which, I mean, that's just not normal. I think for most people, you know, you, you right. usually have your arms a little close to you. And I thought, huh, I probably shouldn't fall asleep like this, but I did. And I woke up to this violent, um, it, it literally felt like someone was somehow throwing me all over the room. Like just like my body was uncontrollable and just flying. That's, this is how it felt. I don't know what it looked like. I, I mean, I'm in my own body. Um, absolutely horrified, completely out of control. And all I knew to do was try to scoot closer to my boyfriend and, you know, um, and I just said quietly, I'm so scared. And he said, don't worry, it'll be over soon. Now, well, how do you know? <laughs> like, what is this even? Um, many years later, well, I'll just finish. Um, I went right back to sleep after this. I don't remember. I just remember the violent, crazy throwing around the room, saying that to him, him telling me it'll be over soon. And and that was all I remember until the next waking up the next morning. I mean, a normal person would get up and what is going on and like leave the <laughs> hotel room at least. And uh, we didn't even discuss it until we were about an hour into our trip on the way home the next day. Oh, wow. And I said, what was that? And he said, I don't know. And uh, I did talk to a MUFON researcher about it a, about four years ago, five years ago. Right. And that was the first time I suspected any type of alien type of thing. I always assumed demonic, you know, which right. now I'm learning it's kind of hand in hand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's oh, what it's looking uh, like. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. I can honestly say I, I've never been that afraid before or since. And, uh, you know, I used to run the streets of Detroit on a daily basis. It was, you know, but nothing scared me like that. 
Man. And your physical body was laying there in the bed. I, I don't know. I don't know. I had asked my ex, I said, what did it look like? He said, it looked like the bed was flapping up underneath you, but he was in the bed along with me. So oh wow. I don't understand the perspective. I, I just, I felt that I, I was in my body the whole time, but honestly, I, I, that's a good question. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Now, did this happen um, more than once? Did, did things like this happen around him in particular or? Well, he would, he used to do like a lot of, um, he would tell me that like out of body experiences at night. Yeah. Um, he would go across the street uh, and he even told me, if you look across the street, then the following evening, you'll see the car I'm telling you about. Cause they're supposed to be back this next day. Like he, he was so confident in his astral projection or astral travel that, that he would tell me, Oh, I can prove it to you. Oh, wow. I never held him to that. I never, I never, I believed him. I did believe him. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that was a, a little bit of that astral experience, you know, like your body fighting, like maybe it was, uh, you were trying to project or trying not to project. Um, that's what it sounds mm. like. It was a struggle, you yeah, know, like, a, that's interesting. That's interesting. What, yeah. what that sounds like that's crazy. Yeah. I have never considered that. Actually, I have accidentally done that many times you know, accidentally whoop, poop and found myself, what am I doing? And looked back on the couch and saw myself laying. I'm like, what am I doing? What's happening? And then try to open the door and I can't grab the door. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, well, since you said that, can you explain like what's going on when that happens? Like, uh, well, the last time that that happened, um, I lived in an apartment right by the water, like right on the water. Um, yeah. And I had used to leave my door open. It was a very small apartment. I would leave my door open for the nice cool lake breeze because there was no air conditioning. And I woke up in the, I had fallen asleep on the couch. I woke up, I thought I woke up anyway, and went to the door to open it because I had seen these weird creatures in the parking lot across the street. Yes, they, one of them almost looked, it looked like a, one of those blow up suits you know, um, cartoonish looking, you know, yep. parades or whatever. And they were like marching. And so I got up out of bed, like, what is this? Or off the couch, what is this? And look and went to open the door and I, I couldn't open the door. So I looked back, I, for whatever reason, saw myself lying on the, on the couch. And, you know, I don't really remember anything after that, to be honest, wow. maybe. Yeah. Just, I will say this, I was in active, um, user of, you know, I, I, I was drinking a lot of alcohol mm -hmm. in, in during those years. So it, it's possible that, you know, who knows, but. Well, you know, I'll tell you this too. Um, the, but my personal journey, there was, uh, probably a decade that went by that I did not miss a day of drinking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I had a hard time saying alcoholic. I would, I would just call myself a drunk. You know what I mean? Cause it was every single day. I would, I would find a reason to drink. Yeah. Um, never did I think that there was somebody in the parking lot, uh, in a, <laughs> you know, in a cartoon suit. Now one time I did, and this was, I'm not proud of this moment either, but I was, I had just lost my grandmother and I couldn't sleep for a couple of days. So I took some, uh, what was it? 
those Ambien, but over the counter Ambien and washed it down with about a fifth of Jim Beam. Mm. And Oof. that night, right before I fell asleep, I thought I saw a giant wolf out in the yard. So I guess you could hallucinate a little bit. Um, or there was a giant wolf in the yard. <laughs> or there could have been a giant wolf out in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm in agreement with that too. Not to mention when you're under the influence of drugs and alcohol, I believe it's just like a portal. It's like an open door. You're an open door. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it opens the door to uh, a lot of a lot of things. And uh, yes. who's going to believe you? You know exactly. Oh yes. Yeah, you know you're the I mean? crazy one. You're the yep. alcoholic. You're the addict. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. I know. I know a lot about that. I've been always <laughs> been the crazy one, the un, irrational, irrational, you know, unreasonable. Also yep. had alcohol and drug problems. So, yeah. Yeah, people are quick to put you in a box. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you've had these experiences since then of astral projection or um, at least out of body experience. Yeah. You know, even if you're not traveling to a, another level of anything or um, are, are you seeing anything when, when this stuff happens, do you see, you, you mentioned these figures, are you seeing any kind of like shadow figures in the house or anything? Um, you know, I don't know that I'm much of a seer, but I, I do set, I'm very sensitive, I think, to things, you know, um, when my daughter was younger, she would see entities in our old house. She, in fact, to the point where, you know, they were turning on her electric equipment and she was running down the stairs screaming. I just saw this dark cloaked figure in the mirror when she was getting ready for school. Um, yeah. So we've had um yeah this type of uh activity around my family pretty much as long as i know yeah yeah i wanted to ask that because when something happens while you're young Mm -hmm. it seems like it it opens up something you know and then you wind up with a lifetime of experience and it just kind of follows you around yeah um okay so i'll i'll shut up you go back to tell me uh tell me some more of your of your journey here Well, you know, you asked if I had ever, if I had seen other entities, I can tell you about a particular experience on um, when I was an active user, uh, drug user. Um, I had taken what they call a heroic dose of uh, psilocybin mushrooms, which is, it was about eight and a half grams. Mm. Um, It's quite significant. Um, And an ex-boyfriend had given it to me. And he was not a good person. He was not a good person. So anyway, he, he dosed me pretty heavy. And I, um, I went into a tree. And inside the tree, there were these beings that were blue. And they were probably about nine feet tall. And I felt very excited to be around them, but I was very intimidated. I knew I was in the presence of something powerful and it was more real than our conversation right now. I, I kid you not, it was, it, just, it blew my mind for so long that it took me so on course, the new age, that's, I just, that's where I went because yep. these were angelic beings and they were telling me things that, you know, they weren't telling others and, 
you know, when they, when anybody makes you feel special after you've been deemed crazy and a mess your whole life, you just grab it. It, it was yeah. like, okay, great. You know, I found my group and yeah. uh, it resulted in many years of horrific experiences. And interestingly enough, the, the ex-boyfriend who uh, actually dosed me with these, we had broken up and it was years later and I was already heavily into heroin addiction. And he said, I had an image of you sitting with Satan on a couch. Just bizarre. I mean, did he have the image? I really, I don't know. Right. Would I be surprised if he did? No, you know, right. but he's dead now. So I can't ask him. Oh my goodness. So he, yeah. his, uh, his road, he, did, he didn't get off of, right? No, he did not. He died alone. He died completely alone. Yeah. Mm. That is sad. Yeah, it is very sad. Um. Okay, these blue beings, because I've mm -hmm. I've talked to people before that have went on um. Like MDA, I think it was what what they called it. MDMA. Mm -hmm. MDMA. Yep. And they've mentioned seeing beings that yeah you know, kind of uh consoled them when they were they were down you know made them feel at peace and at ease with things can you go into some detail if that's okay if you're comfortable with sure. it sure yeah. um as to like what these what they looked like they're blue but what 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 do you mean were they were they wearing blue was their skin blue give me a, all the detail you can possibly give so i can so so the audience can understand. Get a better that. picture. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, again, like I said, they're probably at least nine feet tall. You know, they just towered above me. They were cloaked. They had large, you know, cloaks like you would see in like Lord of the Rings or something, right? Um, yeah. Cloak with their over their heads, even the cloak was. Everything was blue. The even the inside of the tree that I was in was blue, and the wow. be but just different tones of blue. Indigo would be a better colored descriptor. Um, okay. When I saw the movie Avatar, I was like, oh, that's close. Not quite what I saw. I didn't look them in the face. I will tell you that. I, I never looked them in the face. I was, I was too intimidated to look up and look them in the face. I just kept my head bowed. You know, it's funny because I wasn't in the physical, right? This is obviously all in the non-physical realm, but uh, it was so real. It was so real. And before I had taken the mushrooms, this boy, ex-boyfriend of mine said, you know, you got to have an intention, you know, or questions you want, you know, want to ask if you should happen to meet any entities. So I had all these questions in my mind to ask. So once I saw them, I was like, great, you're here. Now I can ask all these questions. And I really, all I remember like I asked them questions like what happens when you die can you communicate with the dead what are ghosts you know or near-death experiences real just the I mean questions I think anybody would ask a superior yeah. being right and I don't remember their answers not one answer which I don't think is by mistake but I do remember my response was very matter of fact like I was not surprised by the answers they gave me it was like oh huh Huh. You know, just like, oh, okay. I can see yeah. why it works like that. You know, it was really, uh, didn't surprise me. Yeah. But um, it definitely solidified that there is a world beyond ours, right? And I mean, this was before yeah. I was a believer in Jesus Christ, but I did believe in other things. You know, I was an active 
uh, actively going to the Theosophical Society. I was invited in to meet with Rosicrucians. I mean, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, yeah. you know, and uh, whew, yeah. So it, it felt like an initiation. It did. It felt like I was being initiated into this new life or family. And, I, you know, now saying that just occurred to me that that's exactly what it was. Yeah. 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 Woo! Got my heart going there. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, well, thank God you got away from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. So did you uh, did you have trips after that where you would encounter these same beings again? I did. Did it become a relationship kind of thing or was no, it different I don't. each time? No, I no, I never saw them again. Never saw, but I I also never was that. Uh, I guess never took you know went to that extreme again either. It was right. it, you know, and I've heard a lot of other people say this. Once you have had an experience that intense with psychedelics, it's just like, what's the point? I mean, I still would do them, but right. I never again met with those beings. Now, um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah life-changing but not in a positive way right yeah and so this this sent you down the road of new age oh yeah 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 where jesus was just an ascended master you know oh yeah just a cool guy <laughs> yeah just just a nice guy that loved people right right not the savior of man you know right, yeah. right. <laughs> as long as and that's another thing i learned it doesn't matter what you believe right as right. long as you don't call on the name of Jesus, they don't care what you believe. That's that's their whole purpose. That's all they're that's all they're looking for. It's like it's so obvious. Why doesn't everybody see? But I I know the answer. I know why that is the case too. You know, I mean, we have scales, and the Lord decides when they are removed. That's right. That's right. That's something that I I forget a lot of the times. You know, because uh, I'll I will pray and pray for people that I love, and I'm just like, come on. <laughs> it's not on my time that's a good point oh and I'm, i might be jumping the gun here but you mentioned um that trying mm -hmm. that gets a lot of people's attention uh, that was actually painted and given to me by a past guest on the show they they mailed it to me i'm so thankful for it but um what what did that painting do for you there <laughs> Well, when I was, I don't know, any, and it, it, it's hard to say my age, really. I would say between the ages of 9 and 11, <clears throat> I was outside with a group of friends, and we looked up in the sky, and that, that's what we saw. There were, yeah. It was more lit up. There were more lights on it, um, different colored lights, but, I mean, I'm not kidding, exactly the same. And, I mean, people go, oh, yeah, it's a black triangle. But I, the, the, the edges here the way that yeah. I don't know what that represents, but it makes it quite familiar. Wow. And, you know, it's interesting because I started sleepwalking around that time, around the time that we had seen the triangle in the sky. Um, I had started sleepwalking a lot. And I remember an incident where my father, he worked afternoons and he had gotten home from work very late. And he came in my room and he said, what are you doing in your closet? And I was really upset at him 
I'm like, why are you, why are you waking me up? Why are you waking me up? And he said, Susie, why are you in your closet? Right. And I just remember being so irritated and angry with him. And then I remember feeling a feeling of flying back, you know, into the bed. Oh, wow. Which reminds me of the uh, experience in the motel because the MUFON guy had asked me when I had talked to him about that. He said, could you have been falling? And that's why you felt your arms and legs were, and I thought, oh my goodness, yes, I, I guess I could have been falling. Yep. Yeah, that's what a lot of this is sounding like. Um, see, seeing the seeing the UFOs and not remember anything after that. Seeing these figures out in the parking lot that project themselves as something kind of comical to lower your guard, and you don't remember. Yes. Anything the the feeling of getting thrown back in the bed, of uh, falling, or your body trying to to catch itself. Mm-hmm. It does sound a lot like these abduction stories that you hear. I know. Um, I know. You know, and I always think, well, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't miscarry like the, but you know, it's not, we're not, I don't believe people are taken for the same reasons, right? right. I, I mean, I have a rare blood type. I mean, people talk about that, right? They like, yeah. that's something. And, you know, I don't know what it is. Nobody really does. Right. But there have, there's, there seems to be instances of things surrounding people with negative blood. It just seems to be a thing. Yep. Wow. Yes, yeah. it does. And well, let me ask you some of the other simple stuff. Like, uh, did you do you wake up with marks? You don't understand how they got there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, do you do you have any kind of patterns of like the dot, like the those like injection sites, like the dots or anything like that? You yeah. In explain. fact, I have a. I pulled something out of my leg many years ago, out of my upper thigh. Oh yeah, white fibrous. So it, you know what it reminds me of is what they're talking about finding in people now. Yeah. But this was long before the whole pandemic nonsense you know that this is probably 15 years ago oh yeah it was just a bump and you know it's crazy because there's tissue missing from that area there was no injury there was no pimple no ingrown hair nothing like that Um, I have one on my thigh upper thigh I have one on two on my stomach and they're almost just like pock just small pock marks there's missing tissue Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. <laughs> I think you're figuring something out here. I think you already yeah, know. It's kind of, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's one of those things. That's what it is, Bo. It's what it is. And, and that's why I kind of, I, I always tell my husband, you know, talking about it really does help because other perspectives, it, this isn't something you can talk to just anybody about, right? especially when people already think you're crazy. Right. Right. So because I've just had this discernment. I had, I, I've had this discernment my whole life. I didn't, it, it doesn't make me special. God made me this way, right? I don't take any credit for this, but long before I received salvation, long before, you know, bad elections and all, I knew what was a load of horse manure and I knew what wasn't. I, I just had this way yep. of telling. And, you know, that's what's so interesting. I had that kind of discernment, but not enough for the adversary to not be able to trick me, right? Not well, that pretty, kind. Of he's pretty slick, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I should, yeah, give myself a break. Yeah, he, uh, if he can pull the wool over Eve's eyes, and she's out there walking in the garden with God. Good point. You know, if he can trick her, if he can help coerce 
legions of angels to follow him uh, or to at least turn their back on God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't be hard on yourself that he, you know, he knows every chink in our armor, you know, he, mm-hmm. he's gotten at me in, in his own way, in various ways. And he'll, mm-hmm. you know, he'll do what he can to get to anybody. That's why we pray for the armor of God. So we, you know, we stay prayed up and stay ready for war because that's what it is out here. We're in yeah. a war every day. At least now we know who our enemy is. We're, mm-hmm. You know, before, before that, we're just out here getting beat up and thinking we're living a good life. And you know, I, I, yeah, I, I felt like such a, like a, such a horrible person for so long. Just, yep. just a I felt like, and you know, that another lie of the devil, I, th- these are things that, I mean, I'm a newer Christian, uh, maybe four years, you know, and um, people always want proof. <laughs> like, I, I'm just like, well, what more do you need? Like, if you knew me before, I, who is this sitting in front of you? I could, I tried everything. I tried every recovery program. I tried everything else everything else <laughs> yeah well t- t- tell us about your journey let's get into okay it. all right um well i was raised in um a, a christian home i guess you could say you know my, both of my parents they they knew each other from church growing up baptist church and um my father had a lot of problems my mother was not aware of when she married him you know she was just a very naive girl from a really beautiful home, a very happy, lovely, loving Christian home. And my dad didn't have the, the same experience, although it was a Christian home, it wasn't as loving. Right. And um, so, I, you know, I was born, uh, I, I forgot where I was going with this, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all oh, right. my journey. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So when I was around eight, they started taking us to church because they started going back to church. I think my mom threatened divorce and my dad knew if he didn't do something that she was going to be gone. So we went to church for about four years. And in that time, our life improved, our lives improved and as a family. And, uh, you know, my parents started making more money. Things started going really well. And uh, we moved and they quit going to church and alcohol came in and they were divorced within three years of that time. Yeah. And uh, so I, you know, I do remember as a young child, I would pray to God and I would be so grateful for his gift. And I had a child's understanding of it, right? It just wasn't a clear understanding. I was baptized in church and I did love the Lord, but I, I look back now and I had no understanding I, I didn't, like, as an adult, I have the question, why the blood? Why the blood? Why? Like, why is God so cruel? That is cruel. That is cruel to crucify right. your own son, you know? But then this is why I, educating people on the word is in the gospel, what it really means, what it's about is so important because do you know what it was that finally made me realize my daughter, uh, it was the Ephesians verse. We wrestle not against blood. And she knew that would get me because I always believed in spirit. I didn't right. believe that Jesus Christ was it, but I, I always believed in something. So she, right. that verse was like, oh, wait a minute. You're onto something here because I did believe in some sort of spiritual realm. Just not that Jesus was God. 
right. that the crucifixion was necessary, the shedding of blood. And that was my sin. Like how horrible. Yes, that's my sin. And, right. and I can go back to that again and again. But while I was yet a sinner, when I was cursing him, blaspheming him with a smile and laughing, he was looking out for me while I was running for drugs in those streets. I wasn't sick. I didn't get beat up. I never went to jail. I never sold my body. How? How did this for eight years? Yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't care about my life. I had no value. So yeah, I'm kind of all over the place, but it's just such an exciting thing because I was so lost in addiction. I wanted to die every day of my life. I prayed that every shot would kill me. I did not want to live. I abandoned my children who are my greatest blessing, you know? Right. And um, I, I didn't think there was redemption for me. I, I thought all good things were for everyone else. <laughs> and yeah. I believed that up until about a month ago. And this is after a few years of salvation. I believed that lie of the devil. Like somehow I was set apart in such a way that I wasn't as good. But at the same time, using the horrible, you know, judgmental huh, 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 piousness to, well, I'm better than that. Why don't I get what they get? You know, so which is it? And, and I think that was what, what broke me, what made me realize it's like, okay, well, which is it? So you're either above them looking down your nose at them or you deserve the things that they get too, which is it? So I just made a choice and God changed my heart from a stone, literally. <laughs> yeah. You know, and now I can barely get through a day without crying, but, <laughs> but you know, and happiness and yeah. gratefulness and, and sadness, plenty of that as well, because so many are lost and I was amongst them and I know what it's like. I have a very compassionate heart. And, you know, when these tears come, I'm very grateful for them because I didn't feel anything for so long. I didn't think I could. And now I remember this is, was what I always tried to cover up. This, yep. this special way God made me was what I was always trying to hide. Because someone convinced me that that's what I should do. Instead of believing the voice of God, I believed somebody else. Yep. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. I I, I appreciate you so much for sharing this because it is it's important to talk about and the more you tear, tell your testimony the more people it's going to help you know it's never going to just fall on deaf ears it, this is going to hit home for somebody I hope so I pray I pray I, I I wanted so much to reach people I just it, it it's so exciting to think yeah that my little me you know little old me um yeah could put out there could help one person out there in the world you know I, I i may have mentioned to you i'm not a very social person i it's probably pretty surprising i'm very talkative i don't have a problem socializing i just i have a hard time socializing because <laughs> i i don't like to be around people much anymore I, I have a very like closed off and a lot of that's you know from injury from the past Absolutely. And a lot of it's, I, I can't trust I, anyone. And I, that's a struggle. 
in the world right now. It's kind of hard to trust anyone. It's a bad time for trust issues, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. get it. Yeah. I get it. But, you know, you're doing it. You're making it. You're you're better today than you were yesterday and, and each day. Um, like you said, just a month ago, you realize that you are, you're just as worthy. You know, we, none of us have righteousness, you know, but through God, you know, um, and through his grace, but it's okay to be happy. Yes. Thank you. You know, that's, that's the thing. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to say that you have peace in your heart. Um, you don't have to wait for the other shoe to drop. This, this is it. You know, it, we can just <laughs> rejoice in the Lord and yes, it's and allowing, allowing, accepting it, you know, yeah. like it, it's one thing to intellectually know what you just said. Cause I always knew that, right. I knew it, Yeah. but, but to accept it, to allow my, allow myself to receive happiness, allow myself to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the, that's the key. The gift is there. You know, it's like, I told people before, it's like UPS comes to your door with this awesome package, but you have to sign for it. Yeah. You know, that's all you got to do. You just have to accept it, claim it. Yep. That's my, that's for me. And and then it's yours forever. Yes. Know? Yes. Uh, Endless. Yeah. Endless. Eternal love. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank God. You know, I, I can't wait for my wife to hear this because. You know, she don't listen to most of my shows. She just kind of lets me do my own thing, you know, but she's going to really appreciate this, but she's gone right now to a ladies fellowship <laughs> meeting. She's out there teaching a lesson right now, but wonderful. I, I, I want her to, to hear this. Your journey is, it's wonderful. Um, who was it that recommended God or did he come to you direct? Well, my, my mother for years, you know, she really tried, but her and I are very different people. So her approach just didn't work with me. You know, uh, um, her prayers definitely worked, but yeah. my, it was my daughter, actually. My daughter had gone away to college and she had gotten involved with like a Christian cult type of group out there, right? Which thankfully she did leave, but not before receiving salvation and uh, coming to me. And actually it's funny because I had had some drinks with her that evening and we were house sitting for her grandmother and we would always get into deep conversations that's kind of our family we just are like that by design I believe <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. we started talking about God and I was like come on you know why is it Jesus though give me a break you know and I just and the more she talked about it and then again brought up the uh, Russell not against flesh but I said wait a minute that's in the bible she said yeah mom though whole bible is a book about the war i go what war she's like the war for your soul and i was like wait there's a war for my soul she's like uh yeah <laughs> so when you spoke that intensely you know when we were speaking of that early you were getting it was very intense when you were saying that because truly like it's not a joke it's not a metaphor right and my husband reminds me that all the time like there's a literal war going on and oh, yeah. they want you. Yeah. He had me, you know, yeah. that's the crazy thing. Satan, I was, you know, 
And it wasn't because I was a Satanist. It was because I, you know, I, I rejected God and I believe so much in these other things. And, yeah. you know, um, an interesting thing once that I will share with you is kind of like my inside scoop of what these people are up to. Yeah. When I was uh, going to the Theosophical Society, there was a man there, an older gentleman. He was probably 70 years old. And this was about 15 years ago. And uh, he said he taught Sunday school to, at a Lutheran church. And I thought, well, that's weird. What are you doing here? You know? And he said, well, you know, for all intents and purposes, I'm a Christian when I go there and I teach Sunday school to the kids and I sneak this stuff right in there. And he was not, he was proud of it. He was proud of it. It blew me away because these people, like the man who invited me to the Rosicrucians, they're, they look so sweet. And they're very soft-spoken and elderly even, you know, and they knit and they, you know what I'm saying? Like this, it's not what you think. And, you know, now that I can reflect back on that, it's pretty mind-blowing how deceptive. Yes. You think you're talking to a grandma. Yep. And she's she's slipping in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so scary. There's just so many, but you know, that's, that's the snare of the trapper that they talk about in the Bible too. Okay. That's, that's the devil's snares and he's going to leave those out there. When, when you pray for that armor, it might feel goofy. I don't know. You might already do it, but you know, every night before I go to bed every day, at least once a day, I'm praying for the armor of God. And that's, it's the verse after we battle not with flesh and blood. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so it'll be Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. Okay. Well, describe the armor of God. And so when you pray, pray for him to give you the helmet of salvation. Okay. And then the breastplate of righteousness to gird you with the belt of truth and name each part of that armor and call it out loud and claim each part. And that's to me, that helps a lot. It keeps the warfare on your mind. Um, God asks for us to bring things to his remembrance. So if that'll help your mm. prayer life, um, you, 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 you're going to need it, you know, because the devil, he is like a jealous ex, right? You, you broke off with him and he's not going to, he knows he can't have you back. So he's just going to try to hurt you, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's what he does. And the closer you get with God, you know, you'll see that these these attacks come in waves sometimes. You know, sometimes they feel like everybody's like, maybe the devil forgot about you. Maybe he's moved on, you know, <laughs> but he doesn't have the same ability that the Lord has. You know, he can't, the devil can't be everywhere at once. Right. You know, but he, he does know how to send his minions out and he knows mm-hmm. what hurts us, you know, so just keep on your toes. Don't, don't, don't neglect your prayer life because I think you are, you are delivered. And I, I love it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I have a tattoo that I got many years ago. Oh, I, I love it. See it. It says yes. overcome. Yes, I love it. And that. I want to add an R. Yes. I don't need to. I, I just know that, right? But I don't need to. And yeah, funny. Yeah, these all these things that were right here the whole time, including words on my own arm. I didn't even know what what was to come, you know, um, and the gifts that he still has for oh. me. 
It just, well, my husband mentioned it today. He goes, oh, you think things are good? (laughs) (laughs) He's got a lot more in store. My husband was healed as as an infant. Uh, He was born with club feet. Oh, wow. And the doctor said he would never walk. And, well, he's one of the most active 50-year-olds I know, so. (laughs) Oh, thank God for that, too. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, Well, Susie, is there any other stories that you wanted to get into? Is is there more details or is there anything you want to share? You know, just that there's, there's true freedom only comes through Jesus Christ. Period. There's, you will never find it any other way. He's the answer. I just just want everyone to know. And I wish there was a way to just plug it in, but you know, I've got friends online that I've never met that I uh, reach out to regularly and they're like, Oh boy, here she is again. And if, if they think I'm ever going to quit talking about my savior and what he's done for me and what he can do for you, I just want everyone to know. And I just pray my testimony can reach someone uh, that, that can be benefit from it somehow, you know? I mean, I got all kinds of supernatural stories and other stuff, but honestly, at the end of the day, the most important thing that I could ever speak about ever is salvation. And what mm-hmm. Jesus can do. He can change your life. You trust me. If you if you talk to somebody that knew me just five years ago and and you played this recording, they would laugh. They would then never believe you. They would never <laughs> believe you. <laughs> well, you know, the Bible says that we we are a new creature. You yes, know? sir. And we are a peculiar people. <laughs> and, and yes. It, I claim <laughs> I claim that too. You know, I'll tell you. <laughs> I want to be set apart from this world, you know? Amen. Yeah. Now that's one thing I I always felt. I always felt, and I've always known that. And I will even say still that I do. I I've always felt that And and, you know, to the, to the, to a degree that was not helpful at all. I felt very isolated, you know, at certain times very. And I, and I think that has a lot to do with why I got into drugs and alcohol um, heroin in particular, because you're knocked out. What do you feel when you're knocked out? You don't feel anything. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, that's another, st- we were living in the dope house. I, we had nowhere to go get clean. Nowhere, nowhere. We were not obviously not on God's path at this time. Right. And, uh, my husband made a phone call to one man who was a Christian and said, my wife and I need somewhere to go can we come to you? And he said, yeah. And we haven't used since. It was September 21st of 2013. Oh, wow. You're coming up on 10 years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That is so awesome. Thank you. Oh, God's so good. God is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I'm I'm sorry that you, you know, you got emotional and, but I, I think they're happy tears. Yes, they are. Uh, all glory. Yeah. That's right. All glory. If the second half of this episode doesn't seem to quite line up or it seems just a little bit different, there's a good reason. There's probably a month in between the first half and the second half, but once Susie and I got off the phone that first time, 
you know, as time went by, she realized that there was a whole lot that she had been wanting to say and seemed to be at a loss for words when it was time to talk about it. Like things just escaped her memory. Um, so we rescheduled and you'll see there's a, a whole lot that she fills in, but still there's something that seems to be putting a block on her mind. Um, so much so that we've had email conversations even after this um, pertaining to this about how there's a, a supernatural element to her story. God bless. Do you love coffee? Of course you do. Who don't? I'm drinking a cup right now. Sobervet Coffee is a military family-owned company that brings together a love of coffee and support for military-affiliated people in recovery. Sobervet Coffee donates 20% of net proceeds to charities that support military and veteran mental health. Co-founders and spouses David and Christina Beardsley built Sobervet Coffee to connect current and former military families that are in the community of recovery. This specialty third wave coffee is roasted to order, so you are guaranteed the freshest brew. It's available in whole bean or ground for your home brewer. And listeners will receive a 10% discount with the code BUMPBELIEVERS. That's B-U-M-P-B-E-L-I-E-V-E-R-S. Bump Believers. Go to SoberVetCoffee.com. Find the blend you like and order a batch today. I believe in this coffee because I believe in David Beardsley. I served with Dave. We deployed together and I love him like family. God bless you and God bless America. All right. So you want to give some uh, some some details, dig into some of the the meat and potatoes of how things started when you were younger. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I'm going to start with a a situation that happened. I think I was around five or six years old. Um, I have very few memories from childhood, but there are a few that definitely stand out. Um, but I my childhood is basically a, a blank. Uh, the majority of it. So um, I just thought maybe these little details might help um, in, I don't know, exploring or discovering what what's, I feel like something's been following me around my whole life, I guess. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a good segue. My mother told me when I was young, when I was a baby in the crib, um, that she had these little decorative soaps. I don't know if you remember these. I mean, I was born in 71, so they had these little decorative soaps with scenes on them, you know, and you could get, you know, ones with flowers or, you know, whatever you wanted. Yep. And she had these little decorative soaps on a dish next to, on the nightstand next to the crib. And she came in to get me one morning and there was this soap that she had on the little plate had a picture of Jesus with a shepherd's staff and a lamb. And she said she came in my room, it was scratched out. Oh, wow. And yeah, in that moment, she knew she was raised in a Christian home. So she knew to command the demon to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. She said she felt something washed through her. And uh, that's that's, you know, all I can remember from what she told me. So I think 
again, I, I feel like something's been attached or following me. Um, I don't feel that so, so much anymore since receiving salvation, but um, well, that's, that's easily explained, I guess, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, another incident that really stood out to me at six years old, not five, six years old, I was very afraid of the dark up into my mid twenties even. And, um, I think this may have something to do with that. Um, my parents would leave my bedroom door open and they had a nightlight in the, the bathroom for me. We lived in a small two bedroom condo at the time and I shared a room with my brother. And I woke up in the middle of the night having to use the bathroom and it was pitch black in my room. There was no nightlight from the uh, bathroom. There was no, there was no light coming in the room at all. And we lived in a, like a townhouse or com condo community. Right. Um, so it's strange that there was no light. And I remember being really afraid and walking to the wall, trying to find the wall because I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. And when I finally got to the wall, I was like, okay, I'm just going to feel until I feel the door. Cause I knew the door would feel different than the wall. And I felt my way around that whole room and never found a door again. And that's all I remember. That's mm -hmm. all I remember. I don't remember leaving the room. I don't, you know, recall any, uh, anything else happening but just you know an odd thing to remember yeah very um i remember wrestling with being a girl i remember i like that was a problem for me i i wanted to be a boy i was a tomboy i wanted to be a boy i would pull stunts like i'd pretend i had a twin brother and i'd go in the house change my clothes like i was a boy and come out hey, i'm a brother this i'm Susie's twin brother <laughs> <laughs> um and in one of those events I was taken with some older kids to um, an underground cave, I guess it was, which I think about that now. I think, well, that's odd. Did someone build, dig a hole in the, you know, behind the condo complex? Yeah. What happened here? Um, you know, again, just another odd thing that's kind of stuck out. And I don't, don't think that's a correct memory. I don't know that any of these are correct. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, who took you? Who took you guys to the the underground cave? Oh, older older teenage kids in the neighborhood. Okay. They did they did some pretty other some awful things to us neighborhood kids. Okay. Um, you know you can your use your imagination on that. And I do remember being very eager, um, feeling like I was special because I got picked because there was yeah. only certain kids they would allow. Um, so that was a big deal to me. Um, but again, that's, you know, as much as I would like to remember things, I'm also grateful for the gift that God has given us to be able to go through stuff. Cause I have my suspicions, obviously. Right. Um, but that, that God's given us that gift that we can com compartmentalize because there are things that we don't remember for a reason, you know? So I bet that apparatus in my brain apparently works really well <laughs> <laughs> in a day-to-day -day even you know so yeah yeah i get that yeah. there's there's a there's some blank spots in my mind too from like 18 to 20 it's kind of mm. well that's an work. interesting time yeah 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 
Um, you know, and it, through, you know, exploring and discovery, I've always had a very curious mind. I've never been a, a mainstream go with the crowd type of person. So even before I knew what set apart meant, I felt that way, you know, and then when I received salvation, I thought, oh my goodness, the thing that I hated my whole life that just caused me so much heartache and grief is one of my greatest blessings. And to not fit in, I just think about where I would have gone in my life right. and where I would be now, you know, my process of thought and, and where God would, would God even be in my heart if, if I had had this easy, oh, you're accepted, come with us, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, my parents are very unstable pe people. I have no beef. All is forgiven. I understand now that I'm grown. Um, it's almost like, like there's a part of us that never really does grow up and know better. You know, right. um, and so, you, you know, that grace does come later. Thankfully, yep. my children have the same grace for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we moved a lot. You know, I went to 13 different schools. Um, second grade, I had a strange occurrence. I think this was the third, second grade I had been to. Uh, we were living with my grandparents. And I had a teacher that paid special attention to me, which was definitely odd for me. And she asked my mother if I could stay after class. She had a boyfriend who was a doctor and she wanted uh, me to stay after class. And I, I don't really know what any of the other details were, um, but I remember he tested my reflexes and listened to my heart. And I was the only kid in the room and again, boop, blank after that. I have no other memory after that. Um, I bring up these things because, you know, exploring and being set apart and having like a conspiracy, you know, I already was kind of in that vein, you know. So when I, I hear these things and then I listen to other stories, I think, is there any connection here? Is there something, you know, and of course, the curious side of me, which is insatiable, is wanting to know these things, but I trust when I pray, God reveal what you want me to know. Right. And uh, none of this has been answered. So I'm assuming it's best left where it is for the time being, you know? Yeah. But I, uh, you know, tested very strange testing in school, you know, where they would take me away from the other kids. Um, and it wasn't special education. And I was actually an advanced reader and in uh, split classes, which they did in, in the state of Michigan when I was a child. And that was for kids that were a little accelerated. Um, right. As time went on, that didn't continue to be the case. Um, around 12 years old, I started really acting out, got into drugs and alcohol, uh, ran away from home. You know, if they grounded me, I just left. Um, I had a very rebellious, um, you know, rebellious is kind of a nice way to say it because I was I was really a troubled kid and very outspoken about it. I didn't I was disrespectful. You know, I didn't hide my anger and you know, I was very, very fierce about that. So. Uh, yeah. A lot of odd things. Um, and. Well uh, one thing that I really wanted to touch on was um, discernment and how I believe that was a gift God gave me before I even accepted him, um, only to keep me 
safe and get me to this point, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But there, there's, there's knowledge of things that I have and I can't explain how or why. Yeah. Um, I don't like the word psychic at all for obvious reasons. Right. Uh, but I can't help the fact that the Lord puts something on my heart and it occurs, or I know to stay away from something just because to me, it's quite obvious that it's bad. Um, and I hear a lot of uh, believers speaking about, oh, it's wicked, it's evil. And I think, well, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not pursuing it. I'm not going it. you know, I don't use other means to try to amplify it. It's, it's something that just occurs. And right. I think it's really important for other believers to know that, you know, God gave us each really wonderful special gifts and who are we to say you know i mean i if i was out there telling fortunes or making a bunch of money it'd be one thing right right leading people astray deceiving in any way but you know i think that's an important aspect of of our spiritual walk and you know some of us shun it and don't believe it and don't listen to it and recently i had a vision in my mind of someone i don't know these things happen often Mm-hmm. And I was trying to disregard it. Oh, that's your imagination, you know. And I clearly got a message very clear to not disregard these things. It's almost like God's like, how many times do I have to show you something right. before you understand this is from me to you? I'm trying to sh- share this with you. You need to know this or whatever the case may be. Yes. Um, but- and and you're on you're on point with that, too, that. And I can't speak for everybody, but a lot in the Christian community, they want to disregard these gifts. Um, You can't do that. You know, God is very supernatural. Like Jesus was born of a virgin. He walked on water. He rose from the dead. I mean, come on. It's (laughs) It's supernatural. So, right. Yeah. If you have the gift of discernment, you know, some people are going to say, yeah, or you're, you're dabbling in psychic or clairvoyance or whatever, but you're not. Um, just like if, if somebody is receiving a prophecy, are they schizophrenic? Mm-hmm. No, they're receiving right. a message from the Lord. They're not hearing any other voice or hearing the word of God. Um, that's where we have to be able to, as believers, separate what the world tells us from what mm-hmm. we know is fact, you know, and mm-hmm. you're trusting that. And I love that you're trusting that. And it's 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 led you here, <laughs> so you know right. it's not the devil, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. I mean, there's you know, throughout my family, my daughter when she was young would see things, you know, in the house and terrifying things, you know, mm-hmm. as a as a young child. And I, I never doubted her. I didn't think she. I you know, I know my child. She wasn't making it up. Um. And, you know, she would seek my comfort. She was that afraid. It wasn't, you know, something she could just shut shut off, you know. And um, I don't know. I just I had to mention that because I think that's really important. And I, you know, when uh, the other night, I mean, literally it was a week ago when I got that still small voice saying, I don't want you to ignore this. Like, this is a gift. Like, you're supposed to pay attention to these things when I show you. I used to feel like it was such an invasion of privacy. And when I, when I had that thought, I thought, okay, I'm going to stop, 
because I mean, we could be driving by a house and all of a sudden I'd go, oh, there's something going on in that house. There's something, you know, and I just wow. know it. I feel it. I could sense it. Yeah. And then I thought, oh no, that's like really invasive. And so I, so I quit, I like turned it off. Right. And then again, the other night I had this vision in my mind. I was like, I don't want you to turn this off. You know, I gave this to you for a reason. Another thing was being so, you know, the last time we talked, I, I, I was so concerned about the amount of time I was taking or, you know, right. people getting bogged down with details, like I said, and I mean, this is who he made me to be. Right. You know, I have, I, I love to converse. I'm not too shabby at it, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's like, why, why squash that? But, but to be honest, it's, I am having difficulty getting back into being comfortable right. with who I've always been, you know, because my own, uh, in trying to uh, clean up my life, there were things that I omitted that should have stayed. Right. And vice versa. <laughs> I got you. I got it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but just be comfortable. Don't worry about how long, you know, a story might take or if there's too many details. Listeners love details. Yeah. And, you know, details is what makes a good story or yes. you know, a good experience. It helps people to relate to you. So mm -hmm. if we have to recap everything we talked about the first hour and go through minute details, I don't care. And the audience okay. won't care. You know, that really helps me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my husband, bless his heart, he has a very short attention span. So at times he'll be like, can you, can you wrap it up? Can you? <laughs> you know, so in that I'm like, oh, oh no, now everybody wants me to wrap up, but that's not the case. So. Well, I'm I'm um, guilty with my wife about that too. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like she'll, she'll start off something. I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, that's that's common, more common than I probably realize, right? Yeah, yeah. We we do that with those we're closest to, I guess. You know. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. Now I had a weird question for you. Excellent. Um, and if you don't want it, if you want me to edit it out completely, that's fine. I will. Um, you, you mentioned moving a lot, like 13 different schools and, um, that you had this, um, your, your parents had their, their flaws, like all of our parents do as all mm -hmm. we, all of us do as parents, you know, mm -hmm. um, we're, this is going to sound so weird, but it's okay. All right. Um, Probably not. Were your do you know of your parents being involved in anything um of like of the occult nature or like secret society kind of nature or anything like that? My dad had an interesting job when he was in the army. Mm -hmm. Um not really sure what it was. He I, he never talked to me about it. My dad t was not a private person when it came with me. He, he, I mean, my dad was very open with me, um, but that was his service in the army was something that he never, ever, ever talked about. And believe me, if he had a reason to come up with a good story or to brag, he would do it. So it wasn't <laughs> um, a matter of that. You know, my uncle said that he came back from the army, a completely different person. He never saw combat. Um, he was a code breaker or something like that. Okay. So, um, but yeah, as far as anything else, not to my knowledge, anywhere in the family, none of that to my knowledge. No Freemasonry. Um, now my ex-husband, my ex-husband's 
father was a 33 degree Mason. Really? Yes. So that's, that's interesting to say the least. Yes, it is. I thought I would ask since you, you know, you mentioned the, uh, the peculiar tests and stuff and, you know, just the, mm-hmm. the you know, the different treatment. I thought maybe they were, they were looking for something and maybe there's a reason why these, these mental blockers are going up. Maybe there's something that, you know, see, we're thinking along the same lines. So yeah, that wasn't a weird question because I've kind of just wondered, you know, I, again, I, I've, I'm a very curious person. So if it's on, if it's been on a pie, if it's, a, if it's come up in my mind, I've looked into it. And, you know, when I see like secret space programs, MK Ultra, these things, I think, wait a minute. Now that sounds familiar. That seems familiar. Right. I would never put myself, you know, in that category because I don't know clearly. But there are things in my life that just, you know, they they yeah. go along with a lot of that. And they're, you know, the repressed memories, there was there was a lot of sexual abuse in my early life. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't have clear memory on those people, but it's a definite, it's a definite thing, you know? Um, so, and, you know, obviously that splits the mind that changes you as a person. And who knows if that was ever brought up to any of the schools or I don't know, you know, right. But uh, not something that's ever really been openly talked about, Okay. but definitely a factor. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. Um, Cause as you were talking yeah, I was thinking, and maybe it's because I just, I, I'm in this world that, you know, I research weird stuff, you know, I, they're, they're very fringy things. Yes. So you're talking about this and you're talking about these older kids and these weird locations. And I was thinking, man, it was just some kind of satanic ritual abuse. Yes. Um, right. Those kind of things. And I, I definitely don't want to try to label something that's not that as that and i i definitely don't want to encroach on your personal life or experiences mm-hmm. but i just wanted to i wanted to open that door to see if you know if that's what is that if that's where you're at you know what i mean yes right yeah i'm you know i will tell you both i i'm i'm really an open book and I, I i doubt there's any questions i just want you to know that mm-hmm. um i want you to feel comfortable just really you can ask me anything mm-hmm. i'm covered by the blood of jesus he has healed me beyond belief Amen. And I'm plenty, plenty more room for healing, but you know, I'm very open because I know that's really the only way to get, um, I mean, you have to be authentic and genuine for, with what you know, if, right. if you plan and not going anywhere with, with the message that you have and, um, you know, so that's important. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm having a hard time with direction. I'm really knowing how to piece this together, you know, and like go, go in the, uh, the, you know, a lot of, a lot of it is me trying to figure out things myself. Right. So, um, and, and I draw a blank, you know, I get in front, I have all these things and then we get in front of, I get, and it's not a matter of being modest or embarrassed or anything like that that it's just my my mind has has truly gone blank <laughs> like it did yeah. the last time we talked um <laughs> it's all right yeah, you, just, you got a message to get out and there's this things that's going to try to block you from doing it you know that's that's all that is yeah i think it's really important to uh you know there's been there's been things pressing and prodding at me for a really long time um, you know, I was a big proponent of, of psychedelics when I was a worldly person. 
-hmm. and that went down many, many roads with that. I think we discussed that briefly. Um, so I, I kind of want to get into that part of it, uh, just because there was an, well, one particular experience I believe we talked about before uh, was when I had taken a, a heroic dose of mushrooms yeah. and I had gone inside of a tree. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm as I'm thinking and putting things together on this side of it, you know, um, I met with blue beings and the more that I learn and the more that is talked about, I learn. oh, there's blue beings. I believe in the book of Enoch mm -hmm. um, or they say the watchers are blue. Uh, I've heard that or something to that effect. Right. Um, and the fact that when I when I had this experience, this psychedelic experience, I really did feel like I was communing with beings. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, some people think you close your eyes and you're just, oh, weird visions, you know, but it, it's like as interactive as this is. In fact, in some ways it feels even more right. interactive. So I, I did not feel afraid. I felt very intimidated and I knew these beings could squash me, destroy me in a moment, but I was not afraid. Um, you know, the watchers didn't end up being good guys either. Right. And all that to say, you know, that this is how deceitful wickedness is, because I felt that I was home in that place. That dark, cold place felt like home to me. And when I think of that now, and I, I it, it sends chills up my back because I, I was so close to just in fact, I wouldn't even say close. I had received that whole uh, way of being, you know, the, this self-exploration and I'm the one that finds the way and I'm the one that determines and, you know, how foolish that seems now. But at the time, you know, getting all these answers from these strange beings, you know, uh, oh, I know something you don't, you know, and I, I, I did. I got a big, big ego from that. And, you know, Funny enough, it was one of the most pivotal points in my life. I was going through a divorce, and it was before um, an eight-year heroin addiction. Wow. And for many years, up until, I'll be honest, about the last year, I thought that was a positive experience. And then I was being led in the right direction. Well, then why did I abuse heroin for eight years after the fact, if that was such a positive experience, if it was bringing me closer to God, right? why did I take such a dark path? You know, and being protected that whole time through that situation, that heroin use, what, what was, I mean, I, I was going, I should not be here, you know, and the emphasis on that is really the older I get, the more I realize I'm, it's like a needle in a haystack. And well, he kept me here for a reason. And I just... Mm -hmm. I, that's my prayer. I want his, I want to serve his purpose for me. I, I've never liked it here. I'm going to be honest. I've always been ready to go, <laughs> but I, I do not want to leave here until my purpose is fulfilled. That is my zest for life now. That is the, you know, my will to live is that, Amen. you know, and that's nothing short of a miracle. Um, nothing even close. <laughs> I was a, a blasphemer. I was against him. And, you know, this is just so impactful and so important that he could change somebody's heart like mine. It just doesn't, there's no sense to be made of that. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's not supposed to make sense, you know. Uh huh. I like that. <laughs> you know, it it says in the Bible that we are, and I I used the word once already, but it says that we are a peculiar people. You know, mm. that we're we're new creatures. You know, it we don't make sense. <laughs> we we stand out. We're we're a little <laughs> different than most. You know. Yes. And uh, that's okay. He does have a purpose for you because mm -hmm. you're right. You shouldn't be here. Uh, no, I really shouldn't. No. Uh, sometimes heroin, you know, that's a one and done. You know, if people bite off more than they can chew every day. I know. Um, and if it, multiple times a day, day after day, there could have been anything in it. There could have been any, I mean, you know, I know, you know, my dead people I know, I mean, right. Guaranteed. and as a result of that, you know, and, and I was spared, he spared me, he spared me time and time. And even, you know, years before, you know, I ever went down that path, all the things he spared me from and all the reasons why, and, you know, I used to get so frustrated and angry and think, oh, why did I have to move so much as a child? And even as an adult, you know, I, I travel like a gypsy. I just don't stay in one spot. It's it's just the way it is. And realizing that that's he's keeping me safe. Yeah. He's putting me right where he wants me. Yeah. You know, and I don't I have the utmost faith. The, the doubt I have comes when it comes to me carrying out his plan. That's yeah. where the doubt I don't <laughs> doubt his plan, you know. Right. And that's where I want to grow and get get stronger is, you know, um because yes, it's supernatural. Absolutely. And, you know, and you're, you're doing everything you're supposed to do. There's no doubt in my mind of that, Susie. It says, seek and you shall find. So mm -hmm. you're seeking. He'll reveal it whenever it's time. And you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> it might be something you don't even want to do, but it'll be whatever he wants you to do, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I end. dropped to my knees in the grocery store before, you know, upon <laughs> command. And I was concerned about my oldest son. And he said, okay, well, you can pray right here, right now. Go ahead. Yeah. Get on your knees. And I was like, my husband said, what are you doing? I said, I'm praying. Just, He said, okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's obedience. And that's a yeah. beautiful thing. That's a, that's a yeah. beautiful thing. It's so hard. I have a hard time with obedience sometimes. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yesterday, I... Uh, we have family dinner every Sunday, you know, and there's, there's secular people in my family, but they're here every Sunday. Right. They are very respectful. They pray with us. You know, we all join hands and pray. And yesterday was a bit more hectic than normal. We had a few more people than usual and uh, kids and you know, they can, they can be a little distracting. Right. As I was getting ready, I realized, Oh no, we didn't pray. This, this grieved me to the point of tears this morning. And God said, well, you can pray, you know, pray right now then. Because yeah. I'm at the sink, everybody's screwed. All I had to do was stop what I was doing, turn around and say, we're going to pray. They wouldn't have thought anything of it. They're used to, and I didn't do it. And I'm like, why didn't, and so I, like, I repented immediately, but I was like, but you still didn't pray over, <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to be like a, a bridge, you know, like maybe I am. These are people I love. These are my family members. And, and I want them to know what I know and understand what I have found and that they it's a free gift that they it's it's offered to them as well you know right and they know me one way you know um i don't know have you heard of richie the barber yeah yes okay i had to bring uh, him up yeah i mean there's yeah. mixed feelings about the guy right but there's one thing you can say jesus's name and people know his name 
Yeah. You know, and uh, I can relate a lot to people like Richie yeah. because of the, the places I've been in my life and the things that I've done. And I'm, my heart is very joyful yeah. that he's on the path. It's, yeah, mine too. And I, yeah. I think Richie's going to be something to watch, you know? Yeah, for sure. I do. Uh, yeah. yeah, I heard him. He came on a show uh, with the Blurry Creatures. Do you? Yeah, remember? he was on Blurry. Yeah. Okay. that That's where I heard him at. Was on was on blurry creatures and uh, yeah, I also listened to him on a, a uh, I think it was TikTok, yeah, like his own account, and I was like, man, this guy, he got his foot, <laughs> he got his foot in the door. So, <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah, yeah, and I love it. Hey, yeah, it might look weird, but you know, we don't know, we don't know the plan, and uh, that's that's it. If you're saying you know, the Lord's name boldly yeah. i mean i i'm gonna pay attention to what you're doing yes absolutely you know if everybody walked around uh looking like a preacher we wouldn't get anywhere you for know, sure if if billy graham was the image how many people would he reach you know right he, he would reach yes. the middle and upper class white guys right <laughs> you know right. that'd be about the end of and my mom yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah but it, it wouldn't you know he sends out those of us from you know from among the world you know that's yes and it's so important that we're not judging one another based on what we look i mean i didn't you know tattoo my face like a clown but i, I know there are you know, behaviors, there's things about me that might shock other believers, you know, and right. uh, like, what, you know, we're all at our own space and, and at our own pace. And, you know, God's the ultimate decider. So, you know, I mean, there's people that uh, are squeaky clean looking, you know, as we know, and look at the space we're in now. So that's it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. I, uh, yeah. Do you have any questions? Yes. Uh, your daughter, you said she uh, she saw spirits or ghosts in the home? Yeah, from a very young age. Um, yeah, I think seven, eight years old. Uh, we lived in a, a big old home, and the man that lived there had been killed on his way home from the bar one night. And... She, I mean, I used to hear screaming coming from the basement, right? As I was falling asleep, you, you could hear. And it was one of those things where, was it really coming from the basement or, you know, but it would happen often when I would be falling asleep. And um, in that house, she would ask me a lot of questions like, mom, there's a guy, was there a guy who lived here? You know, just simple questions coming from a, a small child. And I, I had my suspicions then about her seeing things but it really wasn't validated until we moved um she was probably about 10 11 years old before i really realized that she was seeing things because she would describe people she described my grandfather to me she'd never met him oh. yeah never seen a picture of him my dad's father um she i was she was getting ready for school one morning i was sitting downstairs and she come, I could hear her little feet running down the stairs. And she says, Mom, Mom, there's something in my room. And I said, 
what do you mean, hon? She said, well, I was getting ready and I could see my keyboard turn on in the mirror. Mm. And because the keys would light up when you turned it on. And she's, it, this happened a couple times where the keyboard just turned on a few times. So I finally went up there to sit in, the, in my room, which was right off of her bathroom because she was too afraid to continue to get ready. And she saw a black hooded figure, you know, kind of yeah. <laughs> leaning over the, the keyboard. And she came running into my bedroom afterwards and said, did you see that thing? It went through your room and out the window. And I said, no, honey, I didn't see anything. Um, I had sleep paralysis in that house several times too. But I was also messing with stuff I shouldn't have been messing with at the time. Um, yeah. People, drugs, you know, um, yeah, you know, new age stuff. I was really into all that, very much so. All right. Well, what what were these uh, sleep paralysis experiences like? Um, were they like the, were they the stereotypical sleep paralysis? Like you just couldn't move, light in your eyes, or did you were you able to see entities? Because people, it's different for different people. Yeah. Now, I've had a few different experiences. At that house in particular, I did see entities. Ooh, pardon me. I did see entities in the doorway. I had sleep paralysis. You know, funny, it was it was pitch black up there. At this point, I was no longer afraid of the dark. Um, but I had fallen asleep. I was the only one home. My ex-husband had the children that night and I, I had worked. I'd come home. I was laying in bed, fell asleep, woke up, could not move. And there were three figures standing in the doorway. But I remember I wasn't even afraid at that point. And that, that's, that's more shocking, I think, than anything to me because I never had an occurrence like that where I wasn't afraid. But that particular time I was not even seeing figures standing in my doorway. Hmm. But, uh, I felt that that house, you know, I always felt the house has something attached to it. You know, I would tell my ex-husband, you know, there's something wrong with this house. But I all think right. really what it was is he had moved me out of the city. I was away from all my friends. I just hated it there at the time. And uh, it was, I think it was coming from me, to be honest. I don't think that I was so miserable and uh, so depressed, you know, living there. I became suicidal at one point living there. Hmm. where they told my husband don't leave her alone you know we're very concerned for her well-being um right. but if if i'm to be honest i as depressed as i've been in my life i i've never ever 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 been brave enough brave enough i say that in quotes right i got you to make that final step I, uh, so it's not something i would have done but then again you get enough demon influence in you that's it yeah, I mean, I was a mother of three and uh, started shooting heroin into my veins and, you know, became a neglectful, horrible human being for eight years. So that wasn't anything that anybody saw coming either. Right. Well, you know, a part of you wanted to die. and I really did. Yeah. That was. Yeah. It, that yeah I mean, existing out. was a struggle. It, it really was. It, and it was more the noise in my head than anything. Um, I just couldn't shut my head up. I couldn't. It was always like a constant outside influence, you know, and now I understand that's spiritual attack. Yes. 
at the time I really believed that was myself, you know? And then even after coming to know the Lord, I would still be convicted over these horrible things being said to me, um, feel terrible about it. And then someone said, listen, if you're feeling criticized, that's not God. Right. Like God will convict your heart, but he's not going to make you feel like a pile of trash. <laughs> and he loves you. <laughs> yeah, he loves so, you. He loves yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Heavenly father. So. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, you know, this many years later, I wish I would have kept my house in the middle of nowhere, but you know, it didn't work out. So that's that. But, uh, uh, yeah, I know I had more I wanted to talk on. A, maybe it'll come back to me with that particular time. Yeah. Um, I, I had a boyfriend at the time, which is, this is, I left my ex-husband because I had met a man online and I was very influential or very heavily, easily influenced at the time because I was so unhappy. Right. And my husband was, nah, he wasn't such a great husband as far as staying home with me. You know, he liked, he was in a motorcycle gang. He liked to go out with his brothers and ride. And right. me and the kids were kind of like, oh, if I got to be there. Um, so this, this man from New York, he is now deceased. Um, he got in my head. Oh, and I'm glad I remembered to bring this up because I have had this experience as a believer with, there's something about me, I believe my dad probably instilled this in me, where I feel so much compassion for someone that's not good for me, that's not good at all, mm -hmm. to the point where I will put myself aside and all of my energy will be in that person. These, yeah. I mean, it, without even knowing or being in their physical presence, it just like almost like a possession. Like, why did I feel, what, what was I going to do? Right. I mean... Uh, so I met this guy, he was 13 years older than me. He was into the psychedelics, but he'd bring up Jesus. So that was different, you know? So he seemed like a nicer guy, right. um, turned out to be horribly abusive. Um, uh, I took a trip to New York one time. Uh, in fact, it was, that was the person I did that heavy dose of mushrooms with. And he, uh, put his hands on me. I ended up calling the police and he went to jail, but. Um, not before defending myself. And I just have to add that because I'm proud of myself for doing that. Well, and most people cower in fear, but I was like, oh, no, buddy, <laughs> you there are you not getting this on me. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I think I think there's something to attachment, like uh, spiritual attachment. And when you're doing things against the Lord and you're not with him to begin with, you're not protected, Right. you know? And there were things that I had done I'm not proud of that I opened doors that I had never opened before with this person. And, you know, we split up and that began my my journey into addiction for many years. So I don't know how any of that works, but it seems a little bit too correlated to me to just be a coincidence. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, we were standing near uh, Five Finger Lakes in New York at, at one time when I was visiting him and he said, you know, I could push you over right now and no one would even know. No one would ever know. And I said, yeah, you sure could. And I just stood there 
And uh, there is a boldness the Lord has given me. And I've, and when I have been in dangerous situations before and acted differently, I think that has been what has kept me safe, not showing the fear. Right. Um, like, go ahead. Yeah. See what happens if you try that almost, but like having no knowledge of anything happening except my death at that point. Right. Um, I just, I, I felt, I always felt the boldness to stand up like to things like that and not be afraid. And in that moment, I truly wasn't. So that's interesting. It is. It, yeah. It's somewhere in there. God was already stirring a bit, you know, yes. I imagine that. He knows he's got a plan for you. He's not going to let you go a minute before you're done. You, you know what yes. I mean? So yes. That, that self-assuredness, maybe maybe that was a little bit of that piece that he's just sprinkling you with, you know? Yeah. 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 And, I, you know, there's, there's things that I've have happened that I feel I should feel a tremendous amount of remorse for. And I believe that God's protected my heart in those ways as well. Yes. Because there's some things that I, I don't know that I could even accept, you know, yeah. and God has been like, you know what, you've repented. I know you didn't know any better, you know, because I, I didn't. You know, I, I mean, I used to be an escort for Planned Parenthood. Right. I mean, I am so far. And I guess it that just blows my mind. It will never not blow my mind. Right. Like, who is this person? But this is the real person that was, you know, hiding underneath all that other garbage the whole time, you know? You are truly an overcomer. Like, you, yes. you really are. Like, uh, the more the more you're divulging, it's like it's reluctantly just all coming out, you know? <laughs> but you are... Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. You know? I wouldn't call, you know, it's funny. I wouldn't say that that is modesty or anything like that. It's really, truly, I don't understand just how intense and how far away and in the, you know, how, how deep in the darkness I was. I don't think that that really, you know, I don't think I quite get that as much. And the Lord's really put it on my heart lately. You know, you should not be here. You should not be here. It's his I mean, young, healthy people don't live through eight years of heroin addiction. Yeah. You know, his I was grace. an older person. Yeah. So he, he's just pouring it on you. And who knows how far it's going to take you? Mm-hmm. You know, I love this. <laughs> this is wonderful. I just I and I also want more people to be encouraged to come. Don't be afraid of showing the dirty, awful parts like. Like we back to back to what we were saying, you know, regarding the outward appearance of people and what they can bring. Yeah. I was one of those. Listen, I if I was not a believer and I saw Richie, I would listen to Richie. Right. But I'm not going to listen to someone that looks like Billy Graham. I'd laugh in his face. Exactly. And blaspheme his God. And you know what I mean? Like it was like, get out of here. You're a joke. Like I had a very hard attitude. Yeah. Like I was from the streets. Like I didn't ever really act that way. But I knew that the streets inside out, I, I knew what it's like to live in like that and and run with those people um, yeah. just because it doesn't appear that I do, you know, but I, I we need all kinds. We need all kinds to get this yeah. out. Amen. I mean, yeah, it's it's important. 
<laughs> yes, it is. I never thought that this show on the paranormal and monsters would turn into something that it's turned into. I mean, we still talk about the paranormal. We still talk about the monsters, but it's just become an altar for God. And I'm a, I'm I'm totally cool with it. You know, I I said in episode one that I was a Christian, and all these paths converge. You know, everything leads to spirituality. Everything leads to Jesus and. You know, my numbers haven't seemed to go down. You know, my ranking, <laughs> my ranking has went down, you know, as far mm. as like Apple or whatever's concerned. They've kind of buried me, but my downloads haven't went down at all. Maybe they went up. So that's kind of that's kind of odd how that works. But it is, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so it's whatever. It's whatever. Uh, you God know, uses it, all of us, you know. Yes, no he use does. whoever's obedient. Yes. And that's what I pray to be, you know, uh, yeah. Obedience is not something that would ever even come out of my mouth in the past, you know, right. Yeah. I was very, (laughs) my sister said, there was a song that came out in like the early 2000s called Headstrong. It it wasn't even that great of a song, but my sister told me, she said, that's like, that's been your life theme song. (laughs) Stubborn. Like no matter what, you had to find out for yourself, you know? Yep. Oh, and yeah. now I'm just like, I am, I'm clay on the potter's wheel. You know, just put, make me whatever you want. And... Yes. Well, it's funny that you say that because I'm, I'm so with you on that. I completely feel that way. And um, a little quiet message that I, I received recently was, Susan, you've never learned things the easy, quick way. What, why do you think you're going to learn this the easy, quick way? <laughs> like, just because you're walking with me now and you're, you know, for the most part, obedient as much as I, I as much as I uh, can be, I suppose. Right. Um, yeah. It's like, no, this isn't going to be a quick, woo, we got to figure it out. You know, so I'll listen to other people. I met a young man the other day who had found the Lord in 2020 and was, you know, praying over people, giving him healing within a year. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. What if I did, what am I doing wrong here? And it's like, <laughs> nothing. you're not doing nothing wrong. He just hears the voice and obeys. He doesn't question that. Right. I'm more analytical. Like, is that God? Is that me? Is that my imagination? What is that? You know, right. so I got to question and tear it apart and analyze it, you know, but other times it's like, it's pretty obvious who's talking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that brings me to, um, I think it's, I think that COVID through that whole nonsense, I think there, I feel prepped. I feel like that was prep work um, because I did get sick and I lost my smell and taste. Um, it's still not what it was. And I mean, it's been almost three years. Yeah. Um, but in that, I quit drinking alcohol. I quit eating because like a lot of, you know, I, I didn't eat much at all. I ate when I had to, when I because nothing tasted well, right. good. So, um, you know, I, I, so I lost a bunch of weight. So then I got healthier. I quit drinking alcohol. So then I got healthier. The food that used to taste good to me didn't taste good anymore. And it was like, okay, so now I'm getting healthier. And then once I started putting things together, and I mean, there's various things I guess I could connect to this, but I, I tell my husband all the time, this is prep. This is just prep for a time when there won't be that much food, maybe. 
where the, you know, the comforts of certain things aren't going to be there. Well, good thing I'm tough and I don't require much, isn't it? Right. I, I just see it how, and it's like, oh Lord, this plan is fabulous. I couldn't, I could not have written this out better. Like, right. Yeah. And when you but, can start to see the pieces fit together, you're like, ah, okay. Yes. It said, you know, this Bible is so amazing. It says that, you know, all things are worked out for the good for those who believe, you know, and it says that he knows the end from the beginning. You know, he, he, he's got, a, he knows how it's going to work out. We just got to go with it. And every time something goes wrong, it's because we're probably acting out of our own will instead yeah. of just, you know, Yes. because I, I yeah. think that was my big lesson. I, I got saved when I was, it was just before nine 11. So I was 20. I okay. was almost 20, or I might have been 21. It was right before my 21st birthday, I think. That's when I gave my life to the Lord. And I I tried hard. I was I was married. I had a, a new baby. I started very early in life with that. Um and things went horrible. You know, things weren't great then, you know, but mm -hmm. things went really bad. And we got we were going through a divorce. I joined the military and I just went 180 degrees. I went full on for the world. You know, I, I drank every day of my life for probably mm. 15 years, mm. you know, I mean, every day, even mm -hmm. if I wasn't, even if I wasn't drunk, I was at least drinking mm -hmm. every day of my life. And it got, I don't know, I guess it got to be an addiction and I didn't realize, you know, uh, yeah. And, you know, smoking came along with that. I smoked for probably 20 years. And like you said, with this COVID, I got hit hard. I was in the hospital for five days with COVID. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I got beat down. But it was funny. It happened to me about two weeks after I rededicated my life to the Lord. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, I was immune to the world. I, I, I never got sick ever. And that's why when I started feeling bad, my wife was just like, eh, you know, he'll be okay. You know, yeah. I, got, I got remarried 11 years ago and uh, she's a nurse, wonderful person, but I got sick and she didn't even see it. You know, she's like, well, it's, it, you know, you got the crud or whatever, or, Okay, you got a you had a high fever. Okay, you got COVID, but it'll it'll pass. You're tough. And next thing you know, I I can't hardly get up. I can't hardly move. She sent she gets me to the VA, and I was I pat I was like passing out. Mm. I was so dehydrated, and my fever was spiking so high. And, but that week before, I had went to a revival, and uh, a. Uh, a watch service for new years and my wife and I had decided we we're going to dedicate our lives back to the Lord. You know, we're going to get on track. We're going to do things right and lead the family and do it like we're supposed to do. And I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm going to quit smoking. Well, the couple of days later I go out buy a pack of cigarettes and it's, it's stinging my throat. And that's how I knew I was getting sick. I thought, man, I know I asked the Lord to, you know, to help me quit smoking, but it feels like something stabbing right. my throat. Well, that's when I got hit with sickness. But when I come out of the hospital, no desire to smoke. You know, I, I might look at him a little bit, but no desire to smoke. 
but what went away and I wasn't crazy about that is I didn't really want to drink anymore either. I got to where I love drinking, mm-hmm. but I don't even want it. And like now I still, you know, <laughs> if we go out to dinner, I might grab a beer with my steak or whatever. Yeah, sure. But uh, that's gone. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, huh, that was like that spirit of addiction is gone. Yeah. And it was weird. And I think, like, like you said, God took me through that COVID process to just help rip these things out. You yes. know, isolate me a little bit. Let me depend on him a little bit more. Mm. And uh, I, I'll come out of there on fire. On mm-hmm. fire for God. Oh, oh, yeah. But that first year, I had uh, laryngitis. Never had it in my life, I don't think. Maybe once. But I had laryngitis three times. And it was every time I was going to a revival, I'd get hit where I couldn't, I couldn't mm. shout, I couldn't, I couldn't mm. pray. You know what I mean? Uh, but it, it became so obvious that it was, it started opening my eyes. And that's when the show changed. I was like, something's happening, you know, and God is preparing us. Like you said, he's preparing us for something. And I feel like now I have to share that word. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, yes. if I'm quiet about it, what's that going to do to me? And I don't want to mm-hmm. lose God's blessings. Right. So right. If, if people don't want to listen, they can find out there's a thousand other podcasts. That's right. That's uh, right. This is just yeah. where, where we are. We'll talk about monsters, yeah. but we're going to talk about God too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Would you excuse me for one second, Bo? Sure. Okay. Just one moment. Yeah. All right. Well, I did. I didn't mean to bogart the uh, the conversation no, no. for a minute, but when you mentioned everything that was happening and during what season of your life it was going on, it just. Well, I think a lot. You know, I've noticed a whole lot of people say, "Oh, well, when did you become a believer?" Oh, 2020, and I'm like, hmm, because you know, I I remember when it turned 2020. And I forced, I could tell, I knew something was coming. I could feel it, you know? And I remember December, 2019, they were talking about the, the illness in Wuhan. And I was like, "Ah." Hmm. I mean, they always talk about this stuff around elections. You put two and two together, but I was like, no, this is something, there's something going on, you know? Yeah. So when it started, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, I thought 2020, Oh, that's perfect vision. And I just could not get that out of my head. And this, the the events that have occurred over the last few years, it's like, yeah, this has to happen just like it's happening because people are not going to, they have to see it with their own eyes. That's it. They have to. And, uh, you know, I've got my own ideas and opinions and, you know, thoughts on a lot of things, but you know, a lot is being revealed to us. If we, if we pay close attention, a lot of things are being revealed to us. You know, I heard someone talk the other day, Jamie, I don't remember his last name, but he used to be a, he's a war veteran, young man. I think he's maybe 40. Um, He was talking about having an, an experience that terrified him. And he said, he realized after the experience that this is what it means to say, men's hearts will fail them he and i've always pictured that in my mind probably like many of us do that there will be you know giants and you know angels and these things are scary to us humans right i mean obviously 
Right. But it's the fear that they can put on you. Yeah. It, you know, it, it just like the insecurity they have put on me in the past, just like, you know, all these things they put on it and we just, you just accept it, you know? So it's not necessarily, oh, I'm having a heart attack because that looks so scary. It's if you're not protected, they can put it on you Yeah. where you don't really have a choice in the matter. It's not you about know, whether you're looking or not. On that particular verse, um, it's weird because I've never said this to anybody. I don't think I've even said it to my wife. It's just been a thought stuck in my head mm -hmm. over this whole thing with the same exact verse. That, that men's hearts will fail them and th and this fear will come over you know they did spread that fear but men's hearts are failing them for myocarditis yes. you know it looks like, like it was like two separate statements like there will be this fear and there will right. have hearts failing them ah. and i was like man alive is this not really happening right in front of us you know mm -hmm. um but yeah. you know that'd be just me just making it fit but uh, right <laughs> who knows i mean really yeah yeah i i uh my daughter's grandmother passed she had uh advanced alzheimer's she developed it within two years and uh, i i have a lot of experience with that well in the past i had a lot of experience with that i'd, I'd worked in nursing homes care homes and such and the progress the progression of this woman's illness was unbelievable it, I've never seen anything like this from anyone, anywhere. It, it progressed so quickly and she died so quickly that she was a big advocate of flu shots and she would get flu shots every year and they tricked her into a COVID shot. My daughter had told her, don't do that. Don't do that. You know? Yeah. But um, yeah, she, she, she passed very quickly, but um, she was a big thorn in my side the pretty much the whole time I knew her she she hurt me very deeply let's just put it that way and I was able to forgive her but one thing that really speaks to how great our God is is that before I even was a believer I had a court situation with this woman and I prayed for her because people were telling me to do it I didn't believe it I just thought okay All right and the minute well, I shouldn't say the minute, but when I prayed for her and sincerely meant it, I just didn't know who I was praying to. I was just like, okay, if you're there and you're listening, right. you know, please bless her. And uh, it was like our whole case changed at that point. That was, and you know, you'd think that'd make me go, oh, wow. No, of course I didn't, you know. Right. Um, but I even think back to part times when he wasn't in my heart, you know. Um, as far as I was concerned, and he was still looking out for me and blessing me. Right. It's his faithfulness. It's not ours. Yes. <laughs> He's faithful to us. Yes. You yeah. Know, we, we're going to screw up, but he don't. Yeah. That's yeah. a perfect example of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I really did. I wanted to get, you know, touch on some more of the supernatural stuff. And, you know, of course, like I said before, I, I should. My husband says, why don't you just write some bullet points down? Well, did I listen to him? No, of course I didn't listen to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hard headed woman. Yes, I am. But, uh, you know, because I, oh, no, I'll remember. But 
yeah. you know, all in all, it's led to me to one place and one discovery and one answer. And, you know, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. You know, oh, something that, you know, I couldn't say the name Jesus. I couldn't, like, it didn't, I would say his name and I would be like, it would make me cringe inside. Yeah. And I, I'm honestly, I had a hard time with that. And I struggled with that for a very long time even after receiving salvation, it just didn't flow. Yeah. And I know why now, but, uh, yeah. Wow. Like I said, I, I always felt that there was something after me and I, I started to bring up how I would have this, uh, compassion for these people that were probably pretty undeserving, at least of my compassion. And they would take great advantage of me in uh you know emotionally you know basically um there was someone i had met online and a truly platonic friendship just someone i would chat with but they they always seem to be men you know and that i don't know what that is i think yeah i don't really know what that is but uh you know i'm i met someone not that long ago that i became friendly with and uh I don't really know how, well, to, how to make sense of, of, of this, but I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, the devil's a sneaky, 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 very cunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, even when you think you've got the discernment and even when you think you've got the intelligence to know better or do better. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. He can still sneak in there, oh, yeah. you know, and knows it. I mean, he's been studying me my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Probably knows me better than I know me, right? <laughs> so like, oh, let's just slip this in here. And then people would give me gifts. This particular person would give me gifts and I would accept the gifts from them. Yeah. yeah. So the whole time there's this exchange and I just don't think anything of it. Oh, we have good, deep conversations about the Lord. You know, but then that whole legalistic stuff started creeping in. And then the his name is not Jesus, it's Yeshua. And I would say, well, then explain to me why the name of Jesus specifically is the one that gets rid of the bad guys. Like, right. how does that work if his name is Yeshua? And I'm not saying it's not. I just know the power in the name right. of Jesus. So, right. um, and and how we can trick you into getting caught up in the legalistic. Like I, I still use nicotine. I vape right. because I overcame a 20 year smoking cigarette addiction. Like I'm going to yep. sit here and beat myself up for that. It's like, well, that's a step in the right direction. You know, right. you're doing all right, but I'd like to get rid of that spirit too. I don't want that nicotine in my, I don't want it. Right. Um, the things that I've given up, I don't want anymore. Like you were saying, there's no desire. It's removed. I didn't do that. Right. My desire is to self-destruct. My desire is to go hog wild, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and the wickedness that lived in me, I'm, I'm telling you, straight wickedness. You know, I was one of those people that looked at stray cats and thought, gosh, I should run it over. Like, it, it's hard to even admit that. It's hard to, to t- even own that but you know this is where i came from you no one is too far no one is too far out of reach if he could do what he did for me without even belief in him you know i didn't free myself from addiction 
Uh, I just think it's so important. You know, we had a school shooting in our town a couple years ago, and there's there's always been a lot of, of uh, weird, weird things in this town, you know. Um, but now I don't feel anger, hatred towards the perpetrator. I feel a lot of compassion. I know. I mean, that kid was telling his parents he was hearing demons. Yeah. You know, there's so much documentation. This was a very troubled, messed up 15-year-old kid. And you know what my desire is? To go witness to him. Yes. You know? That's yeah. all I can. You know, I, yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. But someone needs to reach him. He's not too far gone. Yes. And I bet he believes he is. Yes. And I want to tell him different, you know? Yeah. But he's a minor, so I, I'm not, I can't do... I mean, I suppose I could make some phone calls, maybe try to, but, right. you know, it's just, but, he's changed my heart. He can yeah. change anybody's heart. That's it. And if, if that's truly on your heart to do, then there's that obedience. You know, maybe that's what you need to go do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least put it out there, you know, get a hold of his parents or something. If they're. Well, you know, his parents are in jail too. Uh, well, they left him. They tried to run him, run out of town. They took his money out of his same. Yeah, it's just a terrible. It's an absolutely horrible tragedy. Bad situation, Anna. Yeah, it's very bad. Situation. And like you said, he cried out, said that demons are talking to him, and people want to just brush that off. Yeah. And how common is the phrase? Well, he had his demons. Right. Listen to what you're saying. Yes. It's, it's real. And <laughs> yes, it the, is. the world's going to see. You know, the world. That's just it. The world's going to see that this. It's not just cute little catchphrases you know devils don't run around with little spade tails and angels don't run around with little bows and arrows and diapers right it's about, it's about to break loose and it's it's breaking loose in front of us yes. a line is being drawn in the sand and i don't think it's just in america i think it's i think it's worldwide i think it's pretty obvious mm -hmm. so yeah well i think it was I think it was Tim Alvarino that said it won't be too long before there aren't any atheists because you, it's going to be way too obvious that there's something, right? Yes. <laughs> it's, you know, yes. you'll see it. And at, at Tim Alvarino, you know, I like him. But he I've talk. heard so much from Tim Alvarino that I, <laughs> I think that he should be like just a regular uh, uh host on blurry creatures you know he's been on there probably 12 times i know i know yeah i know i don't even think i listened to the last episode sorry tim if you're listening but yeah, I didn't <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie i didn't either I'm yeah i've heard tim. a lot i've heard a lot from tim yeah yeah, yeah. i was even like am i jealous you know, is, <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is is this jealousy no no he talks a lot he's, yeah yeah tim's his own brand man Yes. <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah. He is his own number one. God fan. love him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I went back here to uh to some of your notes that you were talking about. I just wanted to make sure that we had everything covered. Um. Was this Theosophical Society? Yeah. Uh, written down. What What was that we were talking about? Um, that's, that's, uh, I used to go to the Theosophical Society. I think I had shared with you that there was like a Lutheran youth minister that, that was there with me that told me that they, that he would teach Sunday school, but he would pop in esoteric knowledge. 
Oh, wow. So, like, they infiltrate the church. And I'm telling you, Bo, you would never suspect these people. It's like grandma and grandpa. Yeah. So bizarre. Very sweet, soft-spoken, lovely people, as far as you can tell, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Like, that's the problem. Here's here's what I will share with you that I see happening here. Okay. And I, I, I've learned, you know, yeah, I don't trust my eyes as much, right? What's coming is going to look really good. It's going to look really good to everybody. Yeah. Like, oh, finally, this regime, this Biden guy is out of here. And, you know, this guy is in here now. And, oh, look, we're making more money. The gas prices have dropped or whatever it looks like, right? It's going to appeal to everyone. It's not yeah. going to just appeal to the bad guys. Right. And, you know... That is why it's so important that we have the Lord at this time, because we have to share so others can receive this so they don't fall victim to this. This is such a vital time because what's about to happen, and I have goosebumps as I share this, what's about to happen is going to be appealing to everybody. Hmm. And that's what I sense. That's what is on my heart to say. That uh, do not be fooled, man. It's going to look real good. I, I mean, I'm sure many of us will be quite tempted by what's coming, but I know. I know. Yep. It gave me a little bit of goosebumps, too, because I've heard the word deception about a million times this weekend. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, man. What do you think like, it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be a prince charming or kind of thing do you think it's like the antichrist or do you think it's going to be like this project blue beam like here come our savior aliens or what what, what do you think is going to happen i you? think that it will probably work together i think the system itself the one we've been used to living under for so long is it's going bye-bye it, there's no hope of saving it it's right. done and over and i i think i've had that sense for the last two, three years, like, okay, well, we're, I, you know, my whole life, I actually thought, you know, we're not gonna, this isn't gonna last. I just always had that feeling. This is not gonna last, you know, the good times and all this America, whoop, whoop, it's not gonna last. Yeah. So I think there will be a system, you know, the sense I have will be the system will move in, the system will move in. So probably, you know, the reelection of somebody that, left for a minute is going to, I, this is what I am getting. And then once that system is moved in, a lot of people are going to go, Oh, whew. we may, you it. know, and relax. And, yeah. you know, especially a lot of conservative type Christian type of people, nothing guards down. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I understand I'm definitely on the conservative side of things politically, but, um, I've never trusted any of these people. Right. <laughs> so it's not, that's not hard, you know? Um, right. And then I think once the system is in place, I think Elon Musk is a much bigger deal and much people need to be much more cautious of him than what they are. I understand that the desire to want to like him, I have that desire to want to like him too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause he's, he's a likable enough guy. Yes, you know, it's like yeah. Obama. He was a likable enough guy, you know? Joe Biden, there's not really anything to like about him, and it's pretty. It's a pretty easy. Yeah, eh, who likes that guy? Yeah, which Joe but Biden? That's you know, there's like <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the mask, 
the one right. from 20, 30 years. Yeah, which one are we dealing with here? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with with bacon, it looks so ugly, you know, these it's gonna be real easy and everybody's gonna feel a sense of relief. And then once everybody's like calmed down and relieved, that's when I think they're gonna hit us with the project blue beam or that type of deception, or maybe the watchers are actually it's not gonna be a blue beam. I mean, right. they could even work hand in hand, couldn't they? Yes, they could. Because it's all a system of deception. So it's all deception. Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe you. I do. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I could see that happening easily. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And even, you know, as believers, we have to be strong in our faith and what we know and really truly only rely and trust on the Lord. We cannot afford for one minute to believe these talking heads and what they're saying, even if they have the best intentions. You know, right. because ultimately they are not the authority. That's they right. Are not the authority. <laughs> so that's right. Even if we like what they're saying. Ooh, we. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we gotta go out here and look like a bunch of weirdos, and yeah, people wonder why we care about them so much, and yeah, just try to not be pushy at the same time, and just uh hope for the best right mm -hmm. yeah and you know also you're not to be pushy but not to be afraid to be who god made you to be just stand in the stand in who you are you authentically go. truly that that's i've always felt this way you know and i always thought i was so good at that but i was deceived too you know yeah from my own true self i was deceived into who that was who i thought that person was you know yeah. and it's only through prayer, surrender, you know, um, you know, like I, my husband and I, we fast every Tuesday and Thursday and I'm thinking, ah, you know, eh, because I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but God knows what I'm doing. He knows why I'm doing it. That's right. And you know, that it's like, he's not going to be pleased with me for at least, even if, even if I just attempted and don't succeed, it's like, he knows me. That's right. He knows how hard something like that is for me, or to like, like look at her try. You know? <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get an A for effort, man. You know, right. And uh, he's a lot more gracious. You know, I grew up in Southern Baptist. You know, where the rapture was like the topic every Sunday. That's all we ever talked about. Yeah. So, you know, terrified to not believe. I was horrified to not believe. Yeah. But. You know, there was some some serious stuff going on there, too. You know, there was a lot of abuse happening and, yeah. you know, physical and mental, emotional things happening to the, the like overall, you know, and yeah. uh, it tainted my whole view. That's happened to a lot of people, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had church hurt big time. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. People get church hurt real easy or just one member in the church could turn turn somebody away. Mm -hmm. you know, that's all it takes is one person to make an off-colored comment uh, or for them to be having a bad day and not be welcoming to look down their nose for a minute as somebody's kids being loud or anything to make somebody feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And what's the consequence of that? You know? Mm -hmm. So we got to oh, yeah. always, we got to bear that in mind, you know? Oh, yeah. Even the small distractions. 
you know, oh, look, squirrel. Because again, it, you know, my attention span is <laughs> depending on the situation, of course. But, you know, you, you said that and they reminded me, you know, uh, Dr. Charles Lawson, the, the reverend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really love his sermons. I really, I like the way he preaches. He's a powerful, powerful speaker. But he, there was a man, and I noticed this time and time and time again when I'd be listening to his his sermons, and there would be a man always shouting out praise, always, but he's the only one doing it. Right. And it would get to the point where I would thought, this person must have some mental health issues or like, you know, maybe they're mentally behind or something, you know, handicapped in some way. And um, I noticed it would distract him. It would distract the reverend from preaching. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. And, you know, the last several sermons that I've heard, I have not heard that man in the background. But, I, you know, it sounds like praise. It sounds good. Just like when Kanye does, you know, musicals about Jesus. Oh, it looks real good, doesn't it? It looks right. real good. It appeals to me, yeah. but that's the stuff that's always guided me the wrong way. Why would I? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it seems like simple math, Bo, but. <laughs> hey, best tricks yeah. are, the, are the simplest tricks, you know? Yeah. They, yeah. they get all of it. For sure. Yeah. So um, did I tell you about my, I'll tell you real quick, a, a real weird supernatural thing. My mother and my brother, did I say about the lady in white they saw? I don't think so. We were moving and they were driving to one house from the other. And it was like a very cold October night, raining outside. It was dark. And they'd come around the corner. And right as they came around the corner, there was a young girl standing in a white dress in the rain. My mom said it felt like she was just standing there waiting for us. Ooh. Yeah. And my brother saw my dead dog in our uh, in our hallway. Yeah, alive and well. Like, but she was not. She had been right. dead for probably two, three years at that point. Yeah. So you know, what is that, right? What is that? What a is ghost it? dog or a projection right. from who? Why? You know, yeah. just a million questions. But yeah, again, my brain's all over the place. So it's all right. Yeah, that's it. Um, it's anything to lower our guard. That's just where I'm at with it all, you know? Mm, yeah. Anything to make me like, oh, well, that's not nothing bad. That's that's grandma. Right, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll or, see. ooh, these, these, this LSD makes me feel happy. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. I bet it does. Yeah, it sure does. Yep. You know, and I have heard recently from somewhere, I don't remember where, but that these psychedelics actually lower the brain activity we've always thought it was like this oh it's lighting stuff up right <laughs> actually, you know hindering and lowering yeah. certain things your defenses are definitely down oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure you're an open yeah. door wide open yeah Ooh. yeah how many and times have i been a wide open door and I... yeah right right yeah. oh yeah i mean i used to go visit psychics and you know, I had one second, oh, I, you don't need me. You could do this yourself. Here's the cards, you know. And uh, Hey, look, there was a psychic down in Louisiana that I went to. Beautiful, young, gypsy-looking woman, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had parked out there in the parking lot, and 
I was, I had just lost my grandmother who, who helped raise me like a lot. Uh, I lived with her about half the time mm-hmm. and she had just passed away and I was in like my deepest, darkest depression. And it was at the same time I was going through the, I've, I've been married more than once or twice. Okay. So I was going through another divorce, um, a drunk. I was getting out of the military. Uh, I was separating from the military, moving back home and just lost her. And it, it like all of it hit me at one time. So I was about as low as I would ever been in my life. So I was out there in the parking lot and I was talking to my grandmother, um, you know, just saying, you know, if you can hear me, you know, and I, I gave her a message. I then get out of my vehicle and go inside to talk to this psychic. And I give her my hand. I tell her my nickname and she tells me everything, mm. like everything that had been going on, told me that I was getting ready to move. I mean, she told me everything. Mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there with tears in my eyes, and I asked her, I was like, how did you, you know, how'd you know this? You know, she said, oh, and I, uh, your grandmother wanted me to tell you that she hears you, and she loves you, too, and at that time, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, Nanny hears me. This is, this is 100% real, and I was so, and I wanted that so bad, you know, and it screwed me up hard. Like, I was, like, digging into all that, mm-hmm. that everything. I want to know what's on the other side. I have to understand this. And I, it wrapped me up. I believed in God, but I believe that there's like, there's gotta be a million avenues, you know? Right. Yes. And, uh, I got into doing yoga. I got into, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like I was like a, a, a Christian slash Buddhist kind of for a little oh, while. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I was one of those too. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I would say, well, Buddhism isn't a religion. It's a practice. So it's perfectly acceptable. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I still have the book over here. It's called Living Buddha, Living Christ. (laughs) I'm looking at it. It's right there. It it compared the two. And I was like, a little bit uncomfortable with this, but this is making sense, you know? Yeah. But that's just how slick he is. It's how slick. The oh, the, the, yeah, the Theosophical Society, they bring up Christ all the time. You know, there was another one, Ernest Holmes, he wrote a book called The Science of Mind. And that's very esoteric, very esoteric. I was so into that and wondered why that never worked when I was strung out on drugs. Why some, why isn't this working? Yeah. I'm doing what they tell me. Why isn't this working? You yeah. know, I got that oh, rock gee. in my pocket. Why am I still the <laughs> yeah right yeah. hey i can't imagine why but yeah that's the the sneakiness and the ooh, and i think it also it's like it feeds the ego you know and our arrogance just grabs onto that like oh i'm a healer yeah. i don't know how many people you've talked to that have had backgrounds like that but i i've heard of many people that shamans have told you're a healer you know you're a healer you know yeah. you know yeah i bet you say that to all the girls like for real though yeah these people will tell you anything. Yeah. They'll tell you anything. And they probably believe it half the time. You know, they're so deceived themselves, but it doesn't come. Well, Lucifer was an angel of light for crying out loud. I don't exactly. really, I think that's the best descriptor. Right? It doesn't come packaged with a caution sign on it. You wouldn't right. go near it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, 
I, I even when I, when I started the show, I would say, you know, truth is subjective. You know, what's real to me might not be real to you and the next person. But I was wrong then, you know, yeah. I, I got to go back yeah. and say that, you know, there there are yeah. absolutes and there is an absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Um, we can have perceptions. But there's an right. absolute truth, you know, and, and I'm not here to make you come to it. I just had to, I just had to tell you there is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And well, I've always said, like, if there's your truth and my truth, like, if it's the truth, there can only be one. Right. How can there be more than one truth? And it wouldn't be the truth anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. There are absolutes in the world. And that's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we don't want to, because I think a lot of it, too, is with young people, especially it's image and, you know, your concern over how where you're going to fit. You know, you've always done things this way. You've you've ran with this group of people. You go to this, you know, bar every Friday, and you know, people get so. What are the What's going to happen? What am I going to do with my life? Where am I going to go? Who am I going to hang out with? What music am I going to? I mean, I can rare. I can barely listen to secular music anymore. Me too. Music. I was a DJ. I mean, music was my whole life. <laughs> well, I was a bar hopper. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. For sure. I, I can't listen to it anymore either. And what Isn't did it? that for me? Uh, it, it's weird how <laughs> how things work. I, do you remember that band Soundgarden? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, an audio slave. Yeah. It was Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. He was it for me. It. Mm-hmm. Like, when he, <laughs> when he died, or murdered, in my opinion. But when, yes, when he died, I, agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was six years ago. That he passed away. Um, I quit listening to music. Period. Like I wouldn't turn anything on. I was like, I, he had so much depth in his lyrics, and his voice was so soothing for me. And he he was there for me in some really dark places in my life. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was. I'll just be honest. Um, that when he when he died, I quit listening to music for months. Mm. And then when I did, I thought I need something with some substance you know and mm-hmm. I, I didn't like pop music i didn't like modern country music i didn't like rap music anymore I, and so i turned on k love i was in the i had an old 94 ford truck and i didn't have good radio or anything i but i got local stations and k love come on and i could listen to it mm-hmm. and don't you know how slick God is? He's slicker than the devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. For I sure. Like, I was like, oh, these these guys are pretty good. You know, these casting crown gentlemen. You know, I'll listen to yeah, these guys. Yeah. And next thing you know, that's all I want. Because uh, it makes sense. If you're going to sing a song, why would you sing a song to glorify a woman you want to get with or mm-hmm. a drug that you really like or uh, America? You know? Well, I sing a song about that stuff when music was made to praise God. And yeah. They say, yeah. They, say yeah. they don't know where the origin of music came from. Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And that's yeah. what started my journey back. I was like 2017, 2018. I was like, he, he slipped back in my ear and I, I started searching again and I, I got back home. But uh, so yeah, through through the death of Chris Cornell, mm-hmm. it kind of 
led me back on my journey to God because he works all things out for the good, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, though that doesn't matter how filthy your life was and how dirty your story might be. And that's why I'm so eager to tell it too because I want other people, like, listen, I know you don't think anybody gets it. I Believe me, I know because I've been there too, man. I mean, there's still parts of my personality that are there, right? Like, I'm not going to be able to ever completely uh, get away from my character. And I don't think I need to, you know? Right. Um, right. But I, yeah, I'm looking for the lost and broken. That's who I'm looking for. Come on. We got stuff to do, guys. We got stuff to do for the kingdom of the most high. The Amen. king of kings, <laughs> Amen. you know, and discovering that Jesus is God blew my mind. That blew my mind. Right. Absolutely blew me away. All things for him, by him, through him. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Yeah. 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 So I think that, uh, yeah, time and place. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And uh, this message will get out just when it's supposed to and the people that are supposed yeah. to hear it are going to hear it and don't be surprised if somebody messages me to get a hold of you and check your email yeah that would be fine yeah that, I, I mean that yeah absolutely i don't mind that if you share my contact information or if that happens okay. you know yeah i was supposed to talk to ron millennium mustard seed he's yeah. been very busy i have noticed very busy lately so yeah he's coming um, up he's doing good yeah yeah he is coming up yeah, yeah. I it is round tables. I, I'm digging the round tables. I'm like, yeah. oh, I wish I could be in the room right now. Because, <laughs> you know, this is when I'm listening to other people and I'm like, oh, I have this thought and that thought, and, you know, of course, and it comes my time to shine and I go, oh, what was I going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We all do that. I got a, I got yeah. a conference coming up in October and uh, I they just asked me if I wanted to come be on the panel and I was like, sure, whatever. Well, I just found out last night in an email some of the details about this. Apparently, I'm I'm supposed to come up with a topic and speak on it for like half an hour. Oh. I'm like, okay, now <laughs> this is like work. And I didn't have anything prepared. I thought I was going to get asked some <laughs> questions and just, you know, throw something out. But now I'm right. Okay. Yeah. So I guess yeah, the teacher in me is going to come back out for that. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll be all right. Yes, it will. Yes, it will all be beautiful. And that's what I, you know, I was taking a shower before I got on was we started a, a new job today. And uh, oh, I work yeah. with my husband. We do paint, plaster, drywall, home improvements. And uh, I'm in the shower and I'm like, okay, Lord. So just put in whatever, you know. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just, I got it. You're good. You're good. Just go ahead. You just go ahead and talk, you know, nothing to worry, freak out. You know, not that I was nervous, but just to, you know, and I have all this stuff in my ADD brain and then, oh, it's going to be great. You know, right. I have an expectation and, and not to do that. Not just yeah. let things roll. Well, it, I think it's rolled beautifully. I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Good. Is there any, is there any other topic you want to, to broach before we uh, hop off for the day? Um, you know, if anybody needs help. I mean, I just, I really want to put it out there that my, I, you know, I'm on Facebook as Susie Janes. Uh, I, anybody needs help with addiction issues, you know, feeling like they're the lowest of the low. I just, uh, my heart is so open to receive 
this from people. I want to help help uh, the struggling and suffering as much as I can, you know. And and even if just someone needs an ear or some, you know, direction for you know help from uh, drug addiction and things like that, I do have a lot of resources, and uh, you know, I'd be happy to help. So. Yeah, I just pray that this message goes out well and that uh, it's received well and that I appreciate you taking the time to to have me talk again. Absolutely. And to have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're easy to talk to. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> and thank I, you. I appreciate your time and how open you are. And uh, I'm going to use that word again, your obedience to the Lord. You know, you're doing it, you know. Well, thank you. I needed to hear that. <laughs> My rebellious nature thinks I'm always bad, bad, bad. You're so no. bad. Yeah. You tell that devil to shut up. Yeah, tell him to shut up. Kick rocks, buddy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, Susie, I'm going to run down to the post office and drop off some stuff. You have a good day. I thank you again so much. God bless you and your husband and your family and everything you got going on, okay? Ditto, kiddo. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> Have a good one. You too. Thanks, Bo. Thank you. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there. Uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel at any time. Get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you. Lord, to forgive me. 
Better 